Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahirrabbilalamin. Wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulihil kareem. Ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. Amma ba'd. This is part two of English translation of the talk. Forbidding the unfair. That is nahi anil munkir. By Mufti Dakrismani Dhamad Barakat Nuhum. In the hadith recited earlier, the second degree of stopping people from what is forbidden as described by the Holy Prophet وسلم, is that if you can't stop people with your hand, then stop them with your tongue. What it means is that if we see someone engaging in a sin, we say to them softly and politely that what you are doing is wrong. Please do not do it. However, we should always be mind mindful that doing tabliq, that is preaching, is not on a stone is not a stone or a stick that we hit other people with. It should always be done in a loving, caring, polite manner. In the Holy Quran, Allah Ta'ala says, Invite people to the way of your Lord with wisdom and good counsel and argue with them in the best of manners. Surah 16, verse 125 When Allah Ta'ala commanded Hazrat Musa salam, to go to Pharaoh's court, he advised Hazrat Musa salam, and Hazrat Harun salam. So speak to him in soft words. Maybe he accepts the advice or fears Allah. Surah 20, verse 44. The point to note here is that Allah Ta'ala is advising Hazrat Musa Hazrat Harun salam, to speak softly to Pharaoh, who claimed to be God. Allah Ta'ala knew that he won't accept Iman, but as part of the Prophet's training, is advising them to preach softly. Mufti Muhammad Shafi used to say that today none of us can be a greater preacher than Hazrat Musa salam. And the people we are trying to preach to today can't be more misguided than the Pharaoh. If Allah Ta'ala is commanding his prophets to speak softly to the Pharaoh, then what right have we got to preach harshly to people today? There are some requirements which should be kept in mind when a person tries to stop someone else from committing a sin with their words, we should never point out their, their mistakes publicly. We should never belittle or humiliate anyone. We should never preach in a manner which others might find insulting. Rather, we should say such things privately, with love, affection, and with their best interests at heart. At heart. Some people give the justification for using harsh language while preaching, that people do not listen when spoken to politely. These people do need to think about who has appointed them as guardians or responsible for other people's deen. The only responsibility Allah Ta'ala has bestowed upon us is that we convey Allah Ta'ala's right message to people in the right way and with the right intention. Allah Ta'ala has placed no such obligation upon us that people must listen to us. When we are preaching to someone, our intention should be for their benefit. If a person becomes ill, the doctor doesn't, doctor doesn't get angry with that person why they became ill. The doctor treats that person kindly and shows sympathy towards them. Similarly, when a person is engaged in a sin, they are sick at the time. They need our sympathy. We should not get angry with them. We should try to convey the message of Allah to them with kindness and love. Once the Holy Prophet وسلم, was sitting in Masjid al-Nabwi with the Holy Companions when a Bedouin came 
he prayed to Rakat Salah and then made a supplication. O oh Allah, show your mercy towards me and the Holy Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and do not show mercy towards anyone else. The Holy Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, You have narrowed Allah Ta'ala's great mercy. After a short while, the Bedouin sat down on the floor of Masjid Nabi and started passing urine. When the Holy Companions saw him doing this, they ran to stop him and started telling him off. The Holy Prophet ﷺ stopped his companions from doing so and said, Don't stop him now, let him finish. When he had finished, the Holy Prophet ﷺ told the Holy Companions to wash and clean the mosque. Then he gently told the Bedouin that the mosque is not for, meant for this purpose. It is Allah Ta'ala's home, so we should keep it clean. Thus he taught him gently and with affection. Today, if someone passes during the mosque, people most likely would get would most likely get physically violent towards him. On the other hand, the Holy Prophet ﷺ did not even scold him. In the hadith recited earlier, the Holy Prophet ﷺ has taught us the etiquettes of preaching. Today, either people do not care at all about conveying Allah Ta'ala's message to others, or if someone turns towards it, it becomes a pain for everyone else. If they see someone making a mistake in the mosque, they start immediately scolding them and humiliating them in front of everyone. This is not the way of the Holy Prophet ﷺ. There is a proper way of conveying every message. When we correct someone, in our heart we should have the feeling that this person has got involved in this one mistake for some reason. I should guide him towards the right path so that he so that he may come to it. We should not harbor feelings of arrogance of flaunting our knowledge as these feelings and intention destroy the effect of preaching. Some people justify their harshness while preaching by saying that if they preach softly and politely, people don't listen to them. That Allah Ta'ala has not made us accountable for people listening to uh, or, or not listening to us. We are accountable for conveying Allah Ta'ala's message to people only. It has been narrated in the Holy Quran that there was a nation in which people were completely immersed in Allah Ta'ala's disobedience. There was no hope that they would change their way and Allah Ta'ala's curse was about to befall them. However, there were some pious subjects of Allah Ta'ala who kept preaching to these people. Someone asked these preachers, Why do you exhort a people whom Allah is going to destroy or chastise with a severe punishment? Surah 7, verse 164. Those pious subjects of Allah Ta'ala gave a beautiful answer to absolve ourselves before your Lord. Surah 7, verse 164. They meant that we know these people are obstinate. They are firm in their belief. They are not going to change their behavior. However, we are still preaching to them because when Allah Ta'ala asks us on the Day of Judgment, that all these sins were being committed in front of your eyes. What efforts did you make to try to stop them? Then at least we would be able to say that Allah Ta'ala, we made our best effort to try to bring them to the straight path and we are not amongst them. If a preacher keeps preaching with this intention in his heart and then God willing, he would have discharged the obligation of bidding the fair and forbidding the unfair. That is Amar bil Maruf and Nahi anil Munkir.
even if no one listens to them. Hazrat Nuh kept preaching for nearly 950 years, but only 19 people embraced Islam. This is no reflection on Hazrat Nuh alayhi salam, as it was not his responsibility that people become Muslims. Therefore, we should too keep conveying Allah's message in the right way, with the right intention, politely and with empathy. Inshallah, we would have fulfilled our obligation of conveying Allah's message. Also, when a person keeps preaching politely and gently, Allah Ta'ala grants the benefit of that message to the listener sooner or later. In the Hadith, the Holy Prophet said that if a person does not have the ability to stop someone from committing a sin with their hand as well as with their tongue, then the third degree of Iman is that they believe that act to be a sin in their heart and keep believing that what that person is doing is not right. Here the question arises that it is possible that a person may not have the power to stop someone else from committing a sin with their hand, but everyone has the power to express their thoughts with their tongue. What does it mean then that a person does not have a power to stop someone with their tongue? The answer is that in some cases, the person may have the ability to say something, but the consequences of doing so may be worse than those of keeping quiet. For example, we see a person doing something which is not in conformity with the sunnah. But sometimes we know that if we say something to him, it's likely that rather than change his behavior, he start making fun of the sunnah and ridiculing a sunnah risk uh, of taking a person close to kufr. In such circumstances, it is preferable not to say anything and keep believing in one's heart that what the other person is doing is wrong. If the hadith that was recited earlier is translated accurately, its literal meaning would be that if a person does not have the power to change a sinful deed with their words, then they should change it with their heart. The Holy Prophet did not say that we should consider these acts wrong in our hearts. He commanded us to change them with our hearts. What does changing a sinful deed with our heart mean? Religious scholars have said that if a person does not have the power to stop a sinful act with their hand or with their words, then they should have so much dislike towards that sinful act that it should show on their face and that they should keep looking for the right opportunity to change it with their hand or their words. Once the harmful effects of a sin set in a person's heart, then they are always thinking about ways to stop that sin from being committed again. For example, a person's children start going on the wrong path. If the father then uses physical means to stop them, this may create the opposite effect. If he tries to advise them verbally, they may not listen. How distressed that father must be. He would keep thinking whole night how to pull his children out of that situation. This anxiety and worry itself teaches a person how to say the right thing at the right time. The Holy Prophet came to a society in which sins, kufr and shirk with Allah Ta'ala, open rebellion against Allah Ta'ala's commandments were all rampant. For the first three years after receiving prophethood, the Holy Prophet was not allowed to preach and convey Allah's message. In these three years, he kept watching all the voices in the, voices in the society and kept praying to Allah Ta'ala in the cave of Hira. Finally, 
when he was granted permission to preach he brought a revolution in that society through his preaching the holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam had such desire for his people to come to the fold of islam the holy quran describes it in the following words o prophet perhaps you are going to let yourself collapse in grief because they do not believe surah 26 verse 3 allah taala is consoling the holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam that his duty is only to convey allah's message to people it was up to people themselves whether they embrace islam or not however the holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam had such a strong desire to save people from the fire of hell that he wanted to convey allah's message to everyone who came to him hazrat maulana qasim of nanota rahmatullah used to say that the person who is truly deserving of doing tabligh is one which is the is the one in whom the desire to convey allah's message has become as strong as the motivation to fulfill one's natural desires like hunger or thirst this like a hungry person cannot be at peace until they have eaten similarly this person cannot be at peace until they have conveyed allah taala's message in our revered elders hazrat ismail shahid rahmatullahi alaihi used to be like that in his each sermon hundreds of people used to do tauba on his hand from their sins because what he said came from his heart and affected hearts once shahid shahid rahmatullahi alaihi delivered a sermon in jama masjid delhi for one and a half to two hours when he was descending the stairs after finishing the sermon a man came running and asked has molvi smile sermon finished when shahid smile shahid rahmatullahi replied that it had finished he said he was very sad because he had come from quite far off to listen to his sermon hazrat ismail shahid rahmatullahi said don't worry my name is smile i am the one who gave that talk and i'll repeat what i said for you now and then repeat sitting on the stairs of the masjid he repeated the whole sermon someone asked in cred uh, with incredulity hazrat you repeated the whole sermon for one person hazrat replied i had delivered the sermon for one the first time too and they repeated the same for that one again in summary it is a farz and upon every muslim to preach about right and wrong to every person who's within their sphere of influence and who's likely to listen to them if a person sees a sin being committed it's incumbent upon them to try to stop it if they have the authority and the ability to do so if not they should try to stop it with their words and if they can't even do that they should believe it to be wrong within their hearts may allah taala make us act on these commandments i mean wa khiru dawana alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin